1: Good morning, Bucknutters. It is Tuesday, October 13th, 2020. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning Five and Change. My youngest son, Luke, is 14 today. Happy birthday, my man. Football is coming, coming fast, 11 days away. Who better to discuss it than Dwayne Long? Dwayne, how goes it on this fine Tuesday?
0: 11 days. I'm counting them down. <laughs> I have been, I didn't think this was going to happen. Now it looks like it's going to. And I, I, cannot tell you how much I'm looking forward to it
1: the NBA season is complete Uh, youth football is in stride high school football's in the playoffs and yes Ohio State football will eventually be back we are 11 days away it's time to talk depth charts yesterday on this show Patrick Murphy and Dave Biddle took a shot this morning Steve Hellwagon took his best shot we are going to go over that today And Dwayne and I are going to opine as we do. So there's only one place to start. That's quarterback. Obviously, we know who the quarterback is. And you guys can follow along if you'd like. Steve Hellwagon has a story on the front page right now called Best Guess. One take on Ohio State's possible depth charts. Obviously, quarterback Justin Fields. The backups. This is interesting, though. You have the mainstay senior and Gunner Hoke, and then the two super talented freshmen and C.J. Stroud or Jack Miller. I guess the question is, if it's for a series or two, will they go with the veteran? And then if it's a long-term issue with Fields, would they go with the freshman? Your vibes.
0: Depends. If Fields goes down for any length of time, I think we see Hoke. But just generally mop-up duty and all that, we need to get these, these young guys as many reps as possible. So I mean, you, you you throw Gunner Hoke in there just maybe for a series. Let him stay sharp. Let him get some game time. But you got to get Stroud and or Jack Miller some time because next we know uh, there's no way Fields is going to be back next year, and Hoke is not a guy that you know you're going to have running an Ohio State offense.
1: It looks like it's going to be Master Teague or Trey Sermon in terms of being the starter. It looks like a platoon situation. Your backups right now, Steve has in order. Steel Chambers, Xavier Johnson, a walk-on sophomore. Marcus Crowley, who has suffered a setback from his injury rehab, and Mayan Williams, the freshman. What are your thoughts?
0: Well, I think that you you really just, it's that simple. Uh, You've got Sermon and Teague. I, I don't think many people are going to disagree with me about Crowley being the most talented kid in the room right now, in, in the running back room. But, I mean, he's hurt. And, you know, the setback right now, he didn't need that at all. So, uh, I mean, that's that's hurtful. we got we got some guys there, Steel Chambers. Uh, it's not the deepest uh, running back room we've seen at Ohio State. But uh, I think it's going to be – we've got plenty to, to work with here.
1: Yeah, I do think you're going to see Teague on first and second down, and Sermon's going to eventually be your third down back. He's a fantastic receiver out of the backfield. I have said this for a long time. I am a big Steel Chambers fan. I think if it got to the point where Chambers had to be the main guy, he would do a fine job. Okay, wide receivers. Talk about talent. Starters, I think, are pretty obvious across. you got your flanker and Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson in the slot, Jamison Wilson split out wide. Your backups, Jackson Smith, Najigba, Julian Fleming, Guy Scott, Mookie Cooper, Demario McCall, Jalen Harris, Cameron Babb, and Elijah Gardner. I think it's realistic to think six or seven of those guys are going to play serious minutes. Your thoughts?
0: Absolutely, Dan. Those guys, you're going to get those kids on the field. I'm telling you, uh, JSN is definitely going to be in there. Fleming, uh, G. Scott, um, Cooper I think could. We'll, We'll obviously see McCall. So yeah, I'm uh, yeah, <laughs> You want to? You got to think about this. It's got to be in a coach's mind. With the transfer portal just so absolutely wide open, you got to get these guys on the field. And I'm not just talking about on special teams. These elite guys, they are elite. They are used to being the the first number called, and now all of a sudden they're sitting around on a bench holding their helmet. That's not going to work anymore. So you're going to get these kids on the field, and and it's not like there's going to be a drop off in talent because, uh, you know, when you're talking about JSN, uh, Julian Fleming, G. Scott, those guys could play anywhere. I'm telling you, I believe this that the only guy on here on, on our uh, a scholarship uh, receiver who I don't know would be a starter anywhere else in the country is Elijah Gardner. I believe any of the rest of them could be they're, – they're likely to be starters anywhere else, any other uh, – uh, Alabama, Clemson, I'm yeah, I, These that's how talented these guys are. The one to watch, Dan, we have – he's been so long since we've seen him. If Cameron Babb is over the knee injuries, if he really has gotten his knee injuries behind him and he's the player he was in high school, he is going to take somebody's reps. He is gonna make somebody sit. He is a, an immensely talented fan, Buckeye Nation. Or he's an immensely talented receiver, Buckeye Nation. He is something special. So if uh if the knee injuries are really behind him, he's gonna he's gonna shake things up.
1: It's still unbelievable to see in print how many good players they have at receiver. There's, they have six guys in the last two classes who look to me like they could be professional football players, which Okay, tight end. Luke Farrell will be the starter. Backups, Jeremy Ruckert, Jake Hausman, Cade Stover, and the freshman Joe Royer. Ruckert is the most highly regarded tight end maybe to ever enter the program and yet has not turned it into a feature position. Your thoughts on the tight end spot?
0: Uh, you mean the other offensive tackle spot? Uh, yeah, that's that's kind of what it is. It's, it's just, you know, it is what it is, Dan. The fact is, when you look at what we just talked about, as you said, ad nauseum with the receivers, because we're still just trying to come to terms with how much talent is in that room. Who are you going to throw it to as, as talented as Jeremy Ruckert is? He's still not Olave. He's not, he's not uh, the, the, the elite receivers out there. You're going to get the ball to the guys who can do the most damage. He's not Garrett Wilson. He's not JSN, he's not Julian Fleming, he's not G Scott. He is he's great as a tight end. If that's the offense that that, you know, in another offense he's a household name. He's that talented. Here, we're getting the ball to the wideouts. We're getting these guys down the field and and letting these incredible talents, these unique athletes make something happen. And we saw it last year in particular with with Garrett Wilson, Garrett Wilson just forced his way into the lineup and you saw why he started making those catches that, that puts receivers in the top 10 of the draft. He's making those split in big X receiver plays, throw it down there. If he's, if he's one-on-one, he's open, just throw it up and let him go get it. We got a bunch of those guys right now. And so what happens? The tight ends do a lot of blocking and uh, they, don't, they don't get paid until they go to the NFL. And they will do that. Because one thing you're going to learn here, you got to learn how to block. It's, that's just the way it is. And the NFL is going to say, oh, that one right there, yeah, he catches a lot of balls. But this one over here, he can block and all we got to do is throw him the ball and he'll catch a lot of balls too.
1: Let's move to the offensive line. There was a time when I think this was probably the area we had the most variables. And right now, I think everyone is very confident how it's going to look left to right when they take the first snap left tackle Thayer Munford, left guard, Harry Miller center, Josh Myers, right guard, Wyatt Davis, right tackle, Nicholas Petit Frere, your backups. I think Dewan Jones will be your number one swing guy at guard or tackle. And then we have Paris Johnson Jr., the star freshman, Matthew Jones, Enoch Vamahai, Gavin Cup, Max Ray, Ryan Jacoby, Luke Whipler, Josh Fire, Jacob James, Trey LaRue, and Grant Tutant. Basically, all of the experience is in your kind of like your top three here. Your thoughts?
0: I think this is the best offensive line we've seen in a while. I think these guys can dominate, just run straight ahead behind Myers and, and Wyatt Davis. Harry Miller, I think, is going to be a star here. It's good to see Petit Ferrer finally step up and take the damn job. It's, it's been sitting there. We've been waiting on him to come along. And here's the important thing, Dan. If you talk to an offensive line coach, he'd say, give me seven guys. I'd love to have eight, but just give me seven, and I'll, and I'll be happy. Well, what Petit Frere finally blossoming, blossoming does is allows Dewan Jones to just sit back there. He's going to play a lot. He's going to play as a guard and as a tackle. He's played as a left tackle. He can play as a right tackle. And he's just this spring, this uh, uh, fall camp he's shown, he can step inside and play guard too. That allows so much versatility. He can play four positions. So, anybody gets hurt, bang, you're going to, you got, you just plug him in. If you start getting in a game where, where, you know, you're doing long drives and you're getting tired, you can put him in, give everybody on the line a break except Josh Myers. And what you do there is you, is you slide Harry Miller inside and stick uh, Dewan Jones in there. So, it's, it's just, it's huge that we have that option. And you can bet line coaches are going to be uh, stud and, and Wilson both are going to be real happy that they've got that guy that they can plug into any spot. And they're hopefully going to try to find one or two more. I imagine they're going to try to get Paris Johnson uh, as many reps as possible out there at left tackle because uh, Mumford's a senior. So um, you got to get him on the field. Maybe uh, uh, Petit Frere will show that he can play left tackle for us. Great okay, we still need a right tackle. So Paris Johnson getting on the field is is going to be really important uh, with, with Wyatt Davis leaving. Josh Myers could. I don't think he's going to, but he could. Well, then what are you going to do? You're going to stick Dewan Jones in there. You, that's, yeah, that's what's going to happen. Maybe Matthew Jones steps up, and we'll see him amongst the, the younger guys. But uh, that is going to be so important. Fans will see that as the season goes along. Dewan Jones is going to be playing all along the line, and it's a good thing.
1: Especially given the current climate where guys, I mean, football's a tough enough sport as it is injury-wise and the threat of the COVID, hanging over it as well. Depth is a huge key. I love the fact also that Whipler, Friar, James, LaRue, and Tutante can spend a year in the weight room and not be asked to do anything if that's possible We're going to flip it to the defense now and defensive end. Keep in mind, Ohio State has lined up one of the best defensive ends walking planet Earth for about the last six years. The Bosa brothers and Chase Young. Who will take the mantle? We have heard Zach Harrison and Tyreek Smith have looked fantastic in practice. That is huge. Right now, the belief is Zach Harrison and Tyreek Smith. Jonathan Cooper will be on the depth chart starters line as a point of respect. I don't think he'll match those dudes for minutes if healthy. Very deep here. Tyler Friday, Javante Jean-Baptiste, the emerging Noah Potter, Cormante Hamilton, and Darian Henry Young are a couple of youngsters. Your thought on defensive end.
0: I think Harrison is going to show that – well, he started at the end of last year, Dan. He was really coming on. You know, all of a sudden you're like, who's that? Oh, I, that's Harrison. You know, you got to get used to seeing the numbers. He was playing really well at the end of the year. I think he's going to use that as a springboard to – you know, he's going to step into the starting lineup. He's going to be the man, and I think he's going to show he belongs. He is the next in the line. He's the next first-round Uh, Buckeye defensive end Tyreek Smith Tyreek Smith has always performed he just couldn't stay healthy he stays healthy he's going to be a problem Tyler Friday he just needs more reps he's just not ideal sized uh, uh, a guy at at defensive end he's probably not going to get big enough to be a defensive tackle I don't think Uh, but the kid makes plays He, he can move and plays very sound technically uh Javante Jean-Baptiste is so inexperienced uh but he's as as athletic as anybody on this defensive line other than Harrison uh it, you know it's just learning how to play I, I think it's going to be interesting to see what happens with uh Cormonte Hamilton I was impressed with him coming out of high school I was just, why are you putting him at tight end if you watch his defensive film the kid was dominant. So now that he's uh, come to his senses and moved over to the defensive side of the ball, don't be surprised if he has an impact. And uh, Noah Potter, I believe he's very underrated. We'll see about Darian Henry Young. Uh, like you said about the offensive line, though, it's good that we're in a situation that, that uh, we could just stick him in a weight room and, uh, and get him ready for the future. Uh, you know, we're, the, the offensive line, you're absolutely correct about that, that, that those younger guys... Linemen need a year in a weight room. It's just that's where their focus should be. And we had not had that recently, but um, at the end of, uh, of uh, Urban Meyer's time and into Ryan Day's time, we've started to get the talent as well as the numbers up to where we can do something like that. And let those kids sit for a while. Uh, so, and I, I could, I think we'll do that with Darren Henry Young. You know, you've got the opportunity to play, what is it, four games total. I I believe he'll play, you know, there's no reason not to put him in there, but he's mostly going to be spending his time with Mick
1: going to be interesting because this year does not count for anybody if they don't want it to based on the COVID. So the size of the roster and who comes back in everyone's year is going to be a giant cluster. We will deal with that as it comes. Let's move to defensive tackle. I'm not saying they're lacking for talent, but it's not as solidified as the other spots. Your starters probably are, and that's Tommy Togiai and Antoine Jackson. But Jackson has never really been a mainstay here yet. And the backups, Jerron Cage, Jaden McKenzie, Ty Hamilton, Jacoby Cowan, Teron Vincent, and Haskell Garrett. Obviously, Haskell would have been a starter, but he suffered a gunshot wound. That's a separate story unto itself. Your feeling on the defensive tackles, I got to say this is not the strongest position on the team.
0: I'm looking at this, and I'm a little nervous. Now, when it looked like we had Garrett and Vincent, I wasn't thinking any. I wasn't worried about it. With Antoine Jackson as somebody who could spell those guys, uh, I don't, I don't know. I Cage, I don't know about that. When I look at that backup line, I'm I don't like what I'm seeing. I, I, wow, uh, it'd be nice if we could get Garrett and Vincent back because they are immensely talented football players, and the depth issue is then it, it's it's uh, it's over. We got it. Um, the one thing I would say that has uh, brighten my spirits a little bit is how quickly Ty Hamilton uh, got his black stripe re- removed. So um, maybe he's the one that can step in there and help us. I've seen Cage on the field. I have not. There's nothing about him that stands out to me. We haven't seen McKenzie yet. I don't believe if he played, I don't remember seeing him out there. Uh, it. Uh, we can't have Tommy Togi. is a star. We cannot lose him. We get a little vulnerable if, if, uh, if Tommy Togiai goes down. So let's, uh, let's hope that he stays healthy for the entire season. Um, a little. you got to be nervous about this, Dan. If you're not, you're not paying attention or you're looking at the world through scarlet and gray-colored glasses. This is not good. Let's hope that those guys get back, and let's hope Tommy Togiai stays healthy it'd be nice if one of the young guys would emerge.
1: It's not good to have an obvious weakness. I'm not saying this is one yet, but I could see this becoming a serious, serious issue. Linebackers. These are some names we've heard before. The starters, weak side linebacker, Pete Werner. He's flipping over. Middle, tough Borland. And your strong side linebacker, Baron Browning, who will try and fulfill his total promise in his last year in Columbus. Your backups, Justin Hilliard, Taraja Mitchell, Dallas Gant, Ron Pope, Craig Young, Tommy Eichenberg, Cody Simon, Mitchell Melton.
0: The experience factor is massive here. How many? How many starts do these guys have under their belts? Pete Warner is a really good football player. <laughs> Pete Warner can play. Uh, uh, you know, I'm still Baron Browning. I still believe he's out of position. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> Uh, I, I've, you know, I've been a big fan of Justin Hilliard forever. I think he was been, uh, a, a star here, an all American. If he had, if the injuries just, I mean, injuries just destroyed this kid's career. Mitchell, when he gets on the field, what's he do? He makes plays Dallas Gantt. When he's on the field, what's he do? He makes plays Devon uh, Kavon Pope is the one that really stands out when he's on the field. You know, he's on the field. He's going to find the football. I mean, I'm really excited about these guys. I think this is as as talented a linebacker core as we've seen in a while. Craig Young, who knows, just a super athlete. Let's see what he can do. Uh, I was a big fan of Eichenberger. For some reason, I'm going to call him Liam. Tommy Eichenberger. uh, uh, I was impressed with him in high school. He reminded me a lot, a lot. Of AJ Hawk, just finds the ball. He's going to arrive in a bad mood. Uh, just outstanding, and uh, Simon and Mitchell uh, Melton—they're the—they're the future because the linebacker position is changing as we speak. It's you're seeing linebackers that are smaller. They're they, you you know you're not looking at the big uh, hole pluggers anymore. I remember the linebackers, 255, 260 pounds. Um, Levon Kirkland with the Steelers, he weighed 300 pounds. So, it, it just how the, the uh, position is changing because the game is, the offense has changed. Having those big guys in the middle of the field just really does not, uh, it's, it's just not a weight. You're not going to win football games like that anymore. You got to have speed and athleticism. And, you know, you want as big a guy as possible to deal with the running game, but they have to be first preoccupied with dealing with the pass, getting out there in the flats, uh, covering the middle zones. And that's what those, these guys are built for. If you look at them, that's the bodies they have.
1: Let's talk cornerback. There was a time not so long ago when Sean Wade announced he was leaving for the league that I was a little bit concerned about this group. Now that I look at it, this is a real strength on this team. Sean Wade, you pencil him in. Is he the best cornerback in the country? I'm not sure. He's certainly in the discussion and will be so up until the NFL draft. You've got to replace the other starter. This has been a position that has developed first-round picks ad nauseum. It's between Seven Banks and Cam Brown. I think it's going to be Seven Banks. But the idea you have Sean Wade and Seven Banks as your starters, and you have Cam Brown and Tyreek Johnson as backups, and then freshman Ryan Watch and legend Cavazos, who could also get some burn. I do think... You know, teams go four wide. They're going to be able to throw four really solid guys out there. And once again, I come back to when you have a number one corner like Ohio State has had for years, it makes everything so much easier. Sean Wade gives them that. Your thought on the corners.
0: Yeah, it's – it's. Uh, you know, we, we're we seeing the defensive backfield get decimated with, with injuries, but uh, – or excuse me, with graduation. But still, we still got, as you said, a – a go-to guy, a number one cornerback who's likely to be a top 10 NFL draft pick again with uh, with Ohio State. So you got to be happy about that. Seven Banks is another one of those guys. If you look at how productive he is when he's on the field. He hasn't on, been on the field a lot, but when he's out there, he makes stuff happen. So I'm good with Seven Banks. And Cam Brown is just solid as he can be. The one that Tyreek Johnson, I'm telling you, Dan, this kid was as talented as Wade and Okuda, physically talented football player. He just has not found his way around into a, a lineup where he, you know, you got to do this and you got to do this. If you look back at, his, back at his high school film, the one thing that immediately jumps out at you, he was all over the field. They were just telling him go out there and make plays. Well, it doesn't work like that at this level, no you got to play your position, and if he ever does that, Tyreek Johnson is special. He's a big, very fast guy, athletically off the charts, uh, really hoping for him. Ryan Watts. Ryan Watts is a kid that I think is a steal. Watching his film, I, I really think that he's underrated, so I love getting him, and Legend Cavazos is already making himself the legend here. We hear about this kid all the time. That, you know, when you're getting reports that this is a freak athlete, he just needs schooling. Uh, So let's keep an eye on him. I'm not going to be surprised if he plays a lot.
1: There will be a time when Watts and Cavazos are the starters and both looking to be big-time NFL players to fit the modern mold of the bigger dudes. Don't be surprised to see Seven Banks' profile blow up. Marshawn Lattimore and Damon Arnett enjoyed one-year rises in the secondary that led them right into the first round of the draft. I'm not saying Banks is going to do that, but the trail has been set. Let's go to the final spot here. We're not going to do special teams. Y'all know who the punter and kicker are. Safety. Another argument that this could be the weakest spot on the team, especially based on the lack of experience. You're going to have two new starters in there. I think we're learning as Jordan Fuller stars in the Los Angeles Rams secondary that he was probably the most underrated guy in the team for the last few years. The projected starters, Josh Proctor and Marcus Hooker, have never started a game here. The backups, they flipped Marcus Williamson to safety. you got Ronnie Hickman, Bryson Shaw, Lathan Ransom, Cameron Martinez, and Court Williams. Not a ton of experience. Oh, that's, I mean, think about that, Dan. We got nobody
0: on this roster at safety who's had a start as a college football player. Nobody. The only one that's really played that we're looking at here on this depth chart is Proctor. Now, we've seen Williamson off and on, you know, cornerback and safety. But this is just, wow. I think Lathan R- Ransom is the uh, most talented kid in the room. And I still believe that he could be the starter by the end of the year. But let's let's give Hickman and, and Shaw some time here. I think Court Williams is going to be a linebacker here. Uh, you know, he's kind of that in-between guy. Uh, it's interesting that they have him at safety. But, uh, Hickman, Shaw... And Ransom are the guys that I look to uh, to threaten uh, to push Marcus Hooker out of that starting lineup.
1: There will be jockeying among the lineup. There will be new stars emerging, and there will be Buckeye football. Hallelujah! Have a good one, Buck Nutters. It takes two minutes of sheer horror
0: a new paramount plus original docuseries we were dealing with a serial killer preying on elderly women a cold-blooded killer hidden in plain sight he's suffocating people with a pillows leaving corpses all over texas how did it happen i was responsible for her the guilt is immeasurable they covered it up pillowcase murders now streaming exclusively on paramount plus